India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes The long wait is over I am back with another update on what is happening in the markets I'm sure everyone is dealing with their post covid challenges well one of them that I had to recently face was finding uh, the right place for uh, you know hospitalizing a family member and in this time when you have to think about you know covid non covid hospitals and many other of those issues it can be a little taxing but with help you can make some interesting choices so a thank you to dr deepak bhaskar orthopedic surgeon for helping finding out a place which was uh, you know ideal in these times where you know you don't have too much crowd and you have all the facilities required for the specific uh, issue so everything's not dark out there if you look you can really find a way with that uh, we look at what the markets also been doing because when you think about one of the issues that i think everyone's thinking about and probably the reason behind at least the sharp sell off that we've seen from the european markets is the return and rise of covid cases across both us and europe now of course uh, when i initially looked at it it didn't look like the death rate is rising as fast so you have the big jump especially in the us uh, the latest data i looked at us is now at an all time high i mean at least uh, relative to the highs that it had seen in number of daily cases reported earlier but the deaths are much much lower same thing also in many of the european markets uh, where i checked uh, i didn't check france but uk i can see the same thing france seems to be more concerning which is why they are considering a second lockdown and that's the fear markets are really uh, dealing with uh, they wondering whether this jump in cases because even though you may not have a high death rate a lot of people need to get hospitalized or quarantined then uh, you know work cannot really go on smoothly and uh, you're trying to control the situation all over again now just uh, speaking to someone over twitter again a friend uh, in the financial market and technical arena uh, his outlook was that given that we enter the winter period uh, even the previous studies of past pandemics shows that you know you actually end up seeing a peak sometime around november uh, what i was trying to think is whether we will see a mirror image in india uh, to what is happening elsewhere because uh, most of the data in india has actually come with a lag if we go back to april uh, initially india did not really show many cases it looked like you know we were the standout case Uh, really low numbers uh, but the rest of the world was uh, you know galloping higher even us started reporting late but once it started to report you had lot of cases india started with a lag but eventually ended up being the big reporters of cases uh, and equal equal to as many as us has done of course relative to our population you can argue whether it's more or less but on a worldwide basis we are among the top uh, reporters of number of covid cases so with a one month lag is what i noticed we've you know shown the same kind of results so when the us saw a drop off in its case rate uh, coming really down in the month of august then uh, i was anticipating that a month later into september we would see the same thing happen in india and it has exactly followed in the same way but in the meantime as everybody's opened up out of the lockdown you're seeing a jump in cases all over again universities is opened up in uk and you're seeing a jump in cases there and now they are starting to wonder whether they need to lock down again so i was wondering will india face the same crisis and what i'm told is uh, maybe maybe not my sense was simply looking at pattern analysis because that's what i do so i said if this is the pattern then one month later india is going to see more than 100000 cases if the same pattern follows but uh, if our immune levels are really stronger and if uh, winters the time that the covid case counts really peak like uh, they have done in previous pandemics whether that's good 
analogy to draw or not that's what we'll watch out for over the next one month i mean november is not very very far away a couple of weeks the next couple of weeks if india doesn't show a jump then uh, definitely and if the rest of the world actually sees a secondary peak and then a slowdown whether because of lockdowns or whether because of seasonality effects uh, we will once again uh, see uh, the pressure cool off in the meantime pressure is going to mount again in on the uh, governments and uh, authorities to really get back to you know stimulating the economy all over again which has been the other big uh, flash point uh, where everyone uh, in financial markets was waiting for the next stimulus to come through especially from the US and uh, that went into a long drawn debate which is now uh, inconclusive and probably gets resolved only after the elections which are due next week so the election results will again uh, be an interesting point people have debated whether it, whether a biden win is good or whether a trump win is good one way that i have looked at it is that if both of them are going to stimulate the economy are going to do uh, additional spending which is fiscal uh, you know through fiscal policy then you really not seeing anything change in the fiscal monetary combined uh, policy that Uh, the world is moving towards and if that policy remains the same uh, irrespective of who's coming to power then should the markets react any differently except for one nudging factor which is that uh, the expectation is that biden would actually raise taxes on on the high net worth a part of the you know economy that is people who have more money or a uh, wealth tax or something like that which uh, would might get taken negatively by markets that's i think one small nudging factor but we don't know whether uh, you know everything that uh, politicians always say they don't always end up doing but among the rest of it it's quite similar they're going to be spending on infrastructure and going to be passing an additional stimulus plan irrespective of who comes to power so policy is going to be the same uh, so the market reaction mostly apart from one uh, issue is going to be the same there will be a knee jerk reaction maybe to that event if you know one wins or the other loses uh, but at the end the market's going to continue uh, on that uh, path that they are most likely to but uh, prior to the event history shows that every time you have a us election at least uh, most of the time apart from two or three events in the last uh, two uh, two decades at least the three last three elections show that markets have always gone into a dead zone prior to this uh, election event for the for the us even before trump was elected the last time uh, markets went flat they started to slowly decline losing some strength no nothing big uh, and then the day his win was announced because there was some fear uh, on what would happen uh, the market did have a negative reaction for the day overnight and then it was all over the next one year we saw the markets rally uh, to new highs so that we are seeing the same pattern now uh, an initial bump up in october i questioned at that time can we actually get an election rally because if everyone's going to stimulate and this package was still on the table then maybe you could have had a pre election rally but that's not happened the package talks uh, died uh, the momentum was lost and then now we are seeing the same pattern as we have seen before previous elections uh, for the us markets as well so they are drifting down now they are dragging even indian indices along with it one of the charts that i published last week and i have written about it again uh, today on social media that you ended up developing uh, a intermarket divergence a negative in intermarket divergence when one of the indices does not confirm what what uh, what the other indices are doing and in this case it was the nifty not confirming what the uh, mid cap index or the bank nifty was doing and on a broader scale if you actually look at it the high that was made in august which was surpassed by nifty has actually not been surpassed by bank nifty and the mid cap index so completely two different divergences one at a at a larger scale the new high in nifty is actually not confirmed by the other two on a one and a half month basis 
so that uh, got the nifty to stop moving and then on a uh, one month uh, two three week basis that is uh, from the 12th of october onwards the nifty is not made a new high whereas uh, both the other indices made a higher high relative to the 12th of october so these uh, divergences warn you you know that you know there's a non-confirmation happening somewhere which means the markets can pull back of course you have to decide whether the pullback is of smaller degree or larger degree that's a debate you can uh, get into but uh, i think you, you you did see impulsive rallies in some of the uh, secondary indices in the us like the russell or the you know transports which actually indicates that you know apart from a pullback eventually things should improve uh, where you are seeing larger degree corrections i think uh, were initially in most of southeast asia many of those markets completed five wave impulses i i discussed that in the long shot report in uh, last month i haven't written one this month because the markets have more or less you know lost the uh, momentum they had in the first week of october and then i've essentially waited for things to play out before i write something new uh, at the right point of time because of course after all the long shot report is a market timing report as well apart from simply being a long commentary on what is going on across asset classes and across markets so what i said there was that asia clearly showed a five wave rise from the bottom which is good long-term bullish uh, but after the five wave rise you do get a pullback and you did get a pullback first i think in southeast asia through august and september uh, but you didn't see the same kind of uh, decline in europe which is what you're seeing now so europe itself now has started an a b and wave c so now it's into wave c of the correction after a five wave up move uh, the retracement is still not at maybe 38 percent and if it breaks that maybe 50 percent i don't know how deep it will go 38 percent is next what i'm looking at maybe on the dax and so that's still got some place to go and a lot of that ground has been taken today because i wrote that post in the morning and the second half the DAX sold off you know more than two uh, percent on the way down you're seeing in european indices and almost one and a half percent or more in u.s futures uh, which is uh, all indicating a continuation of the correction uh, you could also have marked five wave advances in the dow uh, because it's not overlapping and so uh, that leaves what india is doing so the india india from the low that we made uh, in the last week of uh, september was starting its fifth wave in my reading and uh, if you want to argue you can say that the five wave advance is done at the recent high but the way i am thinking about it is that it's probably just a subdivision of the fifth wave which means it could be one or five two or five uh, but uh, since we are seeing a correction it definitely slows down the pace of the market uh, whether you mark it as fifth complete or one of five depends a lot on the corrective style of the decline and also the depth of uh, what is going on so far the style looks more like a complex abc x abc uh, and that usually does not go very far because we're already doing we already gone into the second leg uh, we've already done an abc x so you've gone into the second leg you're still well above where we were in september uh, and you're also not yet at a 38% retracement of the uh, September-October rally, which would come in at around 11,550. And so, uh, since we are uh, still not there, I, I would sense that this pullback is not a larger degree one. But of course, if, if uh, suddenly things change, we will uh, look at the alternate. Irrespective, five-wave advance that has developed so far in so many markets simply means that you're going to pull back and move higher irrespective of whether that pullback is a pullback of the five wave rise or whether it's the fifth wave subdividing and you're doing five one five two five three and you keep extending on a long-term basis in many cases the 20 week average ended up holding as a key support 
and uh, you know sometimes you can get extensions uh, from uh, moving averages before you get a larger degree correction so those were different things i've been considering over the last few weeks and trying to see where you can actually get sectoral uh, you know outperformance which has actually worked since the month of you know august september in august you had the metals then in september you had the pharma it rally uh, and then all over again you had uh, you know after metals corrected you last few weeks you've seen them pick up again and then all of a sudden you had banking because banking had been the uh, key uh, you know weak area of the market all the way into end, end of september and early october and then once it picked up you actually seen outperformance by the banking space over the last uh, week or two so the question now is now that you've seen all this rotation what i really wanted before you could end the fifth wave is participation from the mid caps again because mid caps uh, have actually gone through a good consolidation last week it almost looked like that consolidation in many stocks is complete and they are ready to move higher again the only uh, you know setback has been the nifty is not yet started to move up or rather it's gone into its own corrective phase so this non confirmation between nifty and mid cap is keeping that pressure on uh, which means that large caps are now correcting uh, while mid caps that have corrected are trying to base and trying to move higher which is what we've seen over the last 7 8 days once the nifty is done then i think a more broad based uh, correct uh, you know advance in the markets can uh, actually be seen all over again which is what we're going to be looking forward to uh, so uh i am thinking that it should eventually become uh, far more broad based from you know just the rotation that we are seeing and uh, only the pharma sector could be the odd guy out because it tends to perform randomly especially when markets are weak it does better and then when markets are doing well it tends to consolidate so i'll you know and even within that i wrote a lot of uh, you know looked at several pharma stocks today in my posts and uh, i can see divergences between you know what individual stocks are doing some of them look like five waves done and correcting some of them look like they're simply subdividing and extending similar to what the pharma index is doing so there are divergences within it uh, maybe each uh, stock or uh, you know within the sector also will play a little differently but the sector index shows does not show a completed five wave move which means uh, corrections and advances uh, lie ahead uh, which means that uh, the trend is still positive irrespective of what a few individual stocks may be showing so uh, apart from the pharma sector when the nifty does pick up uh, the next time round i think uh, we should see a more broad based move because uh, most stocks have now been through a consolidation or a correction uh, the one to look out for to end the trend probably would be it late stages of a fifth wave uh, well insider channel uh, i've already posted that chart i think of the it index a couple of days back showing that the fifth of fifth was uh, you know just getting started and once that completes maybe one more one more rally to the top end of the channel then uh, will the it index also start uh, you know correcting and consolidating while other parts of the market do well very much possible there was a time when june and july it was not doing well other parts of the market were doing well so now maybe it's time for the it sector to start uh, doing otherwise and that's also sometimes affected by movements in the currency though i've shown you know long term correlations with the currency don't really exist when you plot the it index along with the usd nr for very very long periods of time what you do see is that uh, when the rupee is strong because flows are good uh, the it sector generally does well so the relationship between the currency pair and the it index sometimes in the short term may may show that you know a strong rupee is you know causing the it sector to weaken and then that ends up being taken as the norm 
uh, but much much longer term uh, it's not that way uh, usually when the uh, currency is weakening it's when the market environment itself is bad when when uh, the nifty is itself declining or the stock market it's, itself is falling and that fall has a negative impact on uh, the it sector as well so therefore periods when you're seeing weakness in the currency pair don't always result in you know it sector going up against the market it's only after the devaluation has occurred that the market starts pricing in the positive effect of that devaluation so it's an important uh, factor from a medium to longer term point of view and i think right now what we are seeing if we are in a dollar bear market and it is causing the usd nr to decline like many other currency pairs and if you start another leg down in the usd nr uh, provided it doesn't get past i think the key resistance is at around 74.25 to 74 half 74.25 may be itself critical and if we do turn down from there then i think uh, that would signal good for equities but in the short term uh, if the it uh, sector does complete its fifth wave then uh, it would correct as well and people will start you know looking at that correlation all over again so that may be one of the things that we'll see happen which is that broad based participation in the market may actually see a pullback in say it or pharma which were actually strong during the volatile period of the last two to three weeks or one to two months when you know the nifty's gyrated all over between 11300 to 12000 a couple of times you know and, and even fallen to in fact i think the low point was uh, below 10000 10780 is where we bottomed and then we rallied uh, to 12000 from there and then again we so we seem to be selling off from there so the next move up should be broad based should see all these consolidated and corrected sectors to start participating but in the short term i think pressure remains because uh, both the covid case fears uh, will it really peak out in november and things normalize or will india get a second wave as well that question will get answered in the next couple of weeks charts of course uh, show relative strength as i mentioned in nifty that the larger trend should continue only with subdivisions once this correction is over which means that maybe what my friend kapil is really saying on twitter with me might end up being true that you know markets are actually seeing things improve and are only reacting to what is being the global trend for markets right now not just because of covid but also because you are in the pre election period for the us markets and the stimulus didn't go through something that will only happen later and so markets are taking their time to pull back correct give up some of those gains which you know gets you out of the short term overbought conditions and maybe will help develop a short term oversold condition from where a new rally can then start apart from that uh, in the second half of the year what i'll be looking out for uh, in terms of triggers will be the trend down in interest rates especially for india us interest rates of course have reached, reached their low point they may not lower it any further to you know avoid damage to the banking sector at the same time they are unlikely to ri- uh, raise it uh, even though i'm expecting us bond yields to go up they are not going to be ra- raising the fed funds rate so the bond yields really edging up in a very very slow and gradual uh, you know move so it's not something that is significant that is damaging but uh, flattening of bond yields to rising bond yields usually signal a risk on environment where uh, you know bond investors are willing to take risk in equities and that is why i look at it more as a positive signal rather than one you know telling us that uh, the bond market is in trouble at the same time as far as india is concerned because we have been through a crisis and uh, we are now trending lower on interest rates i think we are attempting to move towards a period of even lower rates something we've been trying to do ever since we were in demonetization that was the first time 
rates really dropped to the 6% mark but eventually picked up from there i think attempts have been made after that in 2018-19 to lower rates again and the current crisis has actually given us an opportunity to you know push the needle even further even though uh, inflation numbers have not cooled off which is why the last few times we've not been cutting rates but i think moment you see the seasonal decline in inflation in the second half of the year after the agric- agricultural produce comes in which is expected to be good then i think the rbi is going to attempt lowering rates again so that's going to be the last trigger into the year end for markets where you actually start seeing rate cuts all over again expectation of rate cuts into next year will also start getting you know priced in and i think that's uh, one of the factors that i think a lot of people overlook when they see the high valuations uh, in the market especially from a nifty pe point of view but the broad market uh, which is just catching up is not at the same expensive levels that the frontline market is and what will happen then is that you know sectors in the frontline uh, which have become very expensive for example the fmcg sector might actually start underperforming so that's uh, something i've written about i am not expecting the fmcg sector's performance to remain as robust it actually closed the year 2019 negative and uh, to me looks like it may have completed a five wave advance uh, that started all the way in 2002 and if that's true then that's a long uh, you know 18 20 year kind of bull run in the fmcg sector that's complete and due for a longish consolidation phase before another winning phase comes in and also when money reallocates something we saw say in hindustan leave all the way till 2005 6 it did not perform uh britannia also went into a long consolidation phase during that time and the reason is the rest of the market was performing so money actually allocates away from defensive fmcg type sectors towards uh, other aggressive sectors and stocks and that's i think a process that we will see so the expensive parts of the market where you know a lot of money went into during the earlier phase especially that which is defensive might actually underperform a bit and money will get reallocated to other sectors that are still relatively cheap so that's the rotation you should be looking out for uh, and that's where probably the opportunities lie and that's why the markets are really holding up so well is because opportunities in other stocks and other sectors uh, that are being thrown up through all the reforms that the government is taking and the decline in interest rates that are being put in place apart from the liquidity that will probably come in on those grounds from the stimulus that is being done around the world so i think that sums it up for this week until next time thank you Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.